Welcome to Jawing About the G-Men. I am Joe McGuire along with Sean Scanlon. It's been some time since we've been on. Uh, we are back. And unfortunately, we're not back with any more certainty than when we last did a show, Sean. Uh, there's still a lot of concern with the players. There's a lot of question marks about whether the season's going to happen. Uh, there's talks of... of uh, breaking tradition as far as uh, bringing uh, 90 players to camp. It, total disarray. And as if that weren't bad enough, the New York Giants are also dealing with serious issues with three starters, uh, DeAndre Baker and Aldrich, uh, Aldrich Rojas for, for uh, off-the-field stuff. Uh, and Marcus Golden, today is the day uh, where, where he needs to sign that tender uh, or move on. So... Uh, a lot going on here with these New York Giants. Uh, as I mentioned, really none of it's been good. Uh, today, rookies were support. Uh, rookies are supposed to report rather tomorrow on Thursday to training camp. Uh, and as I mentioned, there's a lot of questions, Sean. Uh, these guys are asking as far as um, uh, protocol, testing, locker room stuff. Uh, I saw a video of Gary Sanchez of the Yankees spitting in the dugout yesterday. He's going to get fined, right? It's a yep. whole new world, Sean. These guys don't know what's going on, and all they're doing is is asking for some answers, and the NFL's been uh, a little hesitant so far to respond. Yeah, uh, I think the NFL's got to do better. Um, I think, you know, when the virus thir thir first hit, I think that, you know, they thought that they had a lot of time, but now, you know, the clock's ticking. Uh, it's almost August now. Training camp should be opening soon. And I think that they they thought that they had a lot of time to try and figure this out, but now that you know the questions need to be answered, um, players need to know that they're going to be safe going into these training camps, um, being surrounded by so many other players. So I agree with the players here. Uh, they, I mean, they're right in this whole situation. I, I think that they deserve answers on you know testing, um, how many tests they're going to be able to do a day. Um, if they're going to be safe, you know, being around the coaching staff and all the players in the facility. So uh, I think that the NFL could handle this better, but hopefully they, they figure it out. Um, maybe we get two preseason games in there and then uh, we'll be ready to go for the, the regular season. So uh, Patty Mahomes, Richard Sherman, J.J. Watt, and uh, Russell Wilson, whose wife is pregnant, are amongst the players uh, who have spoken out. They've got this hashtag, we want to play. Again, they're just looking for some direction. And I and I feel like, Sean, generally speaking, it's just a matter of time before the fans start to turn on the players. All these guys want is to know that they're safe, that, that you know, having 53 guys standing on the sidelines with another 20 or 30 coaches and staff, that, that w what's the deal? Well, how do we know we're going to be safe? Because we are living in crazy times, and it sucks. And if you don't believe it's real, you're an idiot at this point because it is. Uh, and everyone's taking serious precautions to do this. It's unfortunate that the NFL agrees to these uh, uh, precautions with the union and then doesn't bother to explain how they're going to be implemented. Yeah, and the, these players, you know, they, they deserve the right to know. Um, they have to look out for their families and their loved ones. Um, so they want to know that they're going to be safe, you know, heading into the season. And uh, that's why. At this point, I would always side with the players. Um, the owners are just billionaires looking to bring in revenue um, at any chance they can. But I, 
I think that the players deserve to know that they're going to be safe um, if they're going to end up having a, a football season coming up this fall. Now, Drew Brees uh, has been extremely outspoken in the last couple of days. On Sunday, he tweeted, if the NFL doesn't do their part to keep players healthy, there is no football in 2020. It's that simple. Get it done. And I thought it was interesting because uh, this was a guy who, you know, just about a, a month, month and a half ago was under fire for um, – Really seemingly being out of touch with with the rest of the NFL, uh, so so it seems like Drew Brees uh, all has been forgiven. He's kind of back in in a leadership role, which is kind of nice. Now tomorrow actually would have been the first of two COVID nineteen test dates for the players, uh, and again you can't go into the facilities until you've been tested. So already you're looking at this thing's probably going to get backed up. I mentioned right off the top, uh, typically we go to camp with 90 fellas. This year, uh, there's talk now they're going to cut 10 people before camp even opens. Uh, imagine being a bubble guy. You know, you, you had literally yeah. zero chance, and, and that, that stinks. That's, that's, uh, that's really unfortunate. And I think when you're a team like the Giants, a young team, you know, you, you could potentially be sending somebody who could have been a useful piece home without ever even getting a look at them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for a team like the Giants, um, they could use all the competition that, that they can use, you know, with such a, a young, talented group um, on defense. They got to bring in some veteran guys. So and with with 10 cuts, there's at many different positions. You're going to have players that aren't going to be able to get the chance or the opportunity to play for the NFL roster this year. And uh, the Giants are definitely one team, I think, that could hurt from that. Oh, yeah. Uh, big time. Uh, now, again, uh, I mentioned the the issues, uh, obviously, with, with just getting onto the field, but things are even worse for the New York Giants, uh, despite the fact that Aldrich Rosas had an awful year. Uh, the former pro bowler was on my fantasy team last year and uh, seemingly couldn't oh. get anything ever. It was, um, you know, for, for a team that really struggled to score, uh, to have your all-pro kicker suddenly forget how to kick was absolutely devastating. So they they signed the tender, $3.2 million to bring him back. Uh, just signed it in the spring. Rojas goes out uh, and gets arrested in California earlier in the month on charges of misdemeanor hit-and-run driving uh, and uh, operating on a suspended license. Bad news. This is... Uh, this is not this is not good. Rojas will, will most likely be fined and or suspended and or both uh, under the personal conduct policy. But I mean, look, we, we just saw this with uh, uh, Josh Brown a couple of years ago. Um, uh -huh. The Giants don't tolerate off the field issues and this yeah. kind of nonsense for a for a kicker coming off a lousy season. It's nice to know you, buddy. But I think uh, I think we've seen the last of him. Yeah, I think that would be a fair assumption at this point. Um, coming off a terrible year, he missed, you know, five field goals last year. He missed four extra points um, after coming off an all-pro all year. So you just can't be doing that in that this offseason, especially, you know, where you're supposed to be quarantining, you know, staying safe in, in your own house. You wouldn't expect players to come out and be making, you know, boneheaded moves like this. But, um, yeah, it's tough to see. I was hoping that he could have a bounce back year this year, but uh, I'll be surprised if he's even in camp with the Giants uh, coming up. I'll be surprised if he's in camp with anybody uh, anytime in the near future. Uh, again, just a, a yeah. boneheaded move for, for a guy who seemingly uh, 
uh, was getting a second chance. And, and look, the Giants are really putting an emphasis on special teams. You've talked about that a whole bunch on uh, Joe Judge. Mm-hmm. That's his background. This could have been a really a good situation for Aldrich Rojas. And, and now he's gone and thrown it down, down the tubes. And yet still somehow, Sean, he's still not the biggest moron on this team. DeAndre <laughs> Baker, boy. Mm. Now, his attorneys uh, said that they had expected the armed robbery charges against him to be dropped by the time training camp officially opened. And even with the uncertainty of when opening date is, it looks very unlikely that DeAndre Baker uh is is going to be freed up anytime soon as a matter of fact uh it's uncertain whether florida prosecutors will formally charge him and his accomplice or alleged accomplice i should say uh seattle seahawks cornerback quinton dunbar uh for anybody who doesn't know uh baker and dunbar were accused of holding guests at a party at gunpoint as they robbed them and and sean if that turns out to be true I have to say, DeAndre Baker, uh, you know, you and I both think the guy's got – he's got talent. Um, For sure. You'll you'll recall when he, about halfway through his rookie season, said he really didn't understand the defense at all, uh, which was disappointing. But, look, it's not like the kid wasn't still hustling and and playing his heart out. That's a disappointing thing to hear. But this is even dumber. Uh, this just cements to me that DeAndre Baker is is not mentally mature um, and, and maybe just can't handle uh, the, the, the big-time NFL. Yeah, and it sucks because, you know, coming out of college, being a first-round pick, uh, he was the best corner in the draft um, at the time we drafted him coming out of Georgia. Uh, he was an absolute stud. You know, he kind of struggled early uh, in his rookie season going against uh, Amari Cooper the first game and Michael Gallup. He just got torn apart. But you saw, you know, later in the season, he was making strides. Um, you saw signs of him being that shutdown corner. And uh, even, you know, with the Giants uh, redoing their secondary this offseason, bringing in James Bradbury, um, you know, drafting Xavier McKinney, it would have been uh, great to see DeAndre Baker out there with them. Um you know, to help improve the secondary, help improve the defense. But I, I just don't know uh, if he's going to be out there. It's not looking too good for him right now. And, and it sucks because it, it's a promising career that um, may end up, you know, just not, not happening at this point. I think, too, when you look at what the Giants did um, with, with, with the draft, uh, obviously last year getting Peppers uh, in the Odell Beckham trade, the emphasis yep. really without without putting more and we'll get to the to the defensive line because it's a it's still a big issue um and and the loss of Baker or at least the potential loss of Baker is gonna have a devastating effect because it seemed like the Giants now had two really good cornerbacks two really good safeties that's the secondary we've been waiting for for a very long time and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're down one guy I mean you're an injury away from I think a disaster in the secondary. And you still don't get the pass rush that you that you so desperately need uh, by 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 going cornerback. So they they put a lot believing that 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 Baker was ready to step up in year two, and I think it's a real bummer. Uh, and just to sort of finish that story, the Miami Herald is reporting the Broward County State's Attorney's Office is still trying to determine how to proceed with the case, and there is no date set for when a decision is coming. So we, we could be weeks or months away from finding out 
what happens with DeAndre Baker. Uh, just so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't sound great. Um, even if the case gets dropped on DeAndre Baker's part, um, I don't. I don't see him being back in the Giants' field uh, this season. It's just. I think it's going to be a long process, and uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see him as uh, playing with the Giants this year. Now, I, I waited to put. I, I sort of. I've sort of put this show together in order today, Sean, uh, with the idea that we are going to talk about Marcus Golden. But I think before we can actually get to Marcus Golden, we have to talk about this. And we, I know you, we, and I, you and I have discussed this on the on the last few shows we have done. Uh, it's certainly worth mentioning again, but, uh, you know, PFF ranks the Giants defensive line 32nd in the NFL. Uh, the defense itself is ranked number 26. Uh, and look, a lot of talent on that D line right now, young people, potential superstar in Dexter Lawrence. Uh, we Mm -hmm. both like Dalvin Tomlinson a whole lot. BJ Hill's got a, a lot of use, a lot of versatility. And I know, uh, you and I, in particular, are big Leonard William fans, where a lot of people uh, don't seem to understand exactly what it is he's doing because he's not sacking people. Um, there, there's a lot of potential there. The problem's going to be the ends and getting pressure on the quarterback. And as of today, that doesn't look like it's going to get better. Yeah, um, I, that's. I think that's why the Marcus Golden thing is so big. Um, we just need a. a proven pass rusher out there because if you look at our D-line right now, we have three great run stuffers and, you know, Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Thompson, who could all add a little bit of, you know, pushing the pocket, a little bit of pass rush, but they're not, that's not their, you know, their strength is their pass rush ability. So we need some players out on the edge that could, um, can do that. That's why if Golden's able to come back, that would be huge for this front. Um, you've got Kyler Fackrell who's coming in as a free agent. He's had a 10 sack season before. Uh, last year, he was playing behind two Pro Bowl pass rushers in Green Bay with uh, Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. So he's got the ability, um, if we could pair him with Marcus Golden on the other side and then have O'Shane Zimenez, you know, be our third rusher um, coming off the bench, he could provide some uh, some good pass rush and then see if Lorenzo Carter will step up in his third year. Um, I don't I don't agree with PF. FF's assessment of us having the worst D-line in the league. I think uh, I think that it's gonna they're gonna surprise a lot of people this year. Um, I think that the Giants will have a great run defense, but uh, I, d- I do agree with the, the sack part that we, we're gonna have to find a way to generate um, pass rush. And if if we don't have Marcus Golden on the team, it's uh, gonna be a lot harder to do. I think. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Now, uh, what what PFF says is, and, and Steve Risser just pointed out in the comments. Uh, it's the lack of a uh, consistent rush on the quarterback. Uh, here's what they actually wrote. It's a quote from PFF's assessment. The Giants are short on interior players who can truly pressure the passer and instead will rely on just squeezing the pocket. And that strategy that stra- strategy could work uh, if they had plus play on the edge. The problem is that they don't have that proven commodity yet. Uh, again, we were just talking about the guys who have potential to serve that role. But again, as of right now, where things stand, I don't think that PFF is wrong. And I think one of the more frustrating things, you know, in my opinion, I think the Giants secondary, you probably agree with this, Sean, and if you don't, stop me. I think they played well. I think they played well a lot of the time last year. And I think they got exposed often. Um, You know, I I remember, uh, geez, what was the... 
before Janoris Jenkins got bumped, he talked about staying on a receiver, uh, you know, for seven to ten seconds. And, yeah. uh, you know, expressed that that was effing impossible to do. And so this has been my concern for the Giants. Um, again, you know, they certainly made their best attempts to address a ton of issues between free agencies and the draft. They did a pretty good job. It's it's almost um it's almost disappointing to think that as as much as the Giants have put in that you know their defense is still the sixth worst in the league. Uh and when you look at the teams that are worse than them, they're like pitiful franchises. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Giants just had a lot of issues uh, going into this offseason. I just I don't think you could fix all of them um, in one offseason. It's just tough to do with the, the salary cap and uh, stuff like that. They're, they've, you know, they've brought a lot of youth in. Uh, it's a youth movement for the Giants over the past two years. Um, I think at this point, it's just about having them develop um, and then also bringing in, you know, the best – available free agents that you can um like you know james Barrett Bear is probably one of the best corners on the market this year um you know bringing a veteran player like him to the secondary uh blake martinez he's you know he's another great run stuffer he might not be great in coverage but you need that enforcer type linebacker um that the giants defense has been lacking for years now so i think you know you just keep, keep building off seasons like this um while daniel jones and saquon still on the rookie contract um, I think that the offense will be fine this year. I think that they'll they'll find uh, scoring points will be pretty easy for them. I think that they have a good chance to be a top ten offense in the league. Um, it's just about you know the defense getting this young secondary um, up to speed and then hoping that you know they can generate some kind of pass rush because I think that in the run defense they will be fine this year. It's just about the the secondary and the the pass rush getting. You know, it's funny, this will obviously be out as a podcast, and if you're listening to the podcast, uh, we have, on the live feed, we have uh, video highlights going as we're doing this, and I just watched Saquon Barkley break one off, and I gotta tell you, uh, as long as the New York Giants have Saquon Barkley in that backfield, they've got one of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL, and... You know, again, I th I think for for the future and beyond, I think you uh, I think you got to feel really good about these Giants. And yeah, Steve, look, I love Xavier McKinney. I you know Agreed. everything I read and and Sean, you know Sean, uh, I got to tell you, Sean really was the one that was like, nah, dude, like this guy is this guy is um, Isaiah Simmons without the hype, uh, is I believe what the uh, what the quote was, right, Sean? Um, that, that this yeah. guy's as big time a playmaker as Simmons was just wasn't as uh, just wasn't as loud and and, uh, and flagrant about it. And uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the Giants definitely got a good one here. I'm very excited about that. Uh, and again, I, I'm so disappointed in 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 Baker because I really think that the the Giants were on their way to putting together probably the best secondary in my lifetime. And I just turned 45. I, I, yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, we, we mentioned all the starters, but on top of that, they also have some good depth. You know, Julian Love showed some good spot, uh, good signs last year. You know, coming in when Jabril got hurt, um, he'll be a solid backup safety. He could also play in the slot a little bit. Um, we drafted Darnay Holmes out of UCLA. He'll probably win the, yeah, he's a beast. Um, he'll probably win the starting job at slot nickel corner. 
I believe he's been he's been working out with Jabril Peppers uh, lately. I've seen their, their Instagram posts, and uh, they were also working out with uh, Daniel Jones, Saquon, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram yesterday. So the the guys are getting together. They're they're getting ready for uh, a good season. I hope that uh, this Giants youth movement will will take us in the right direction this year, Joe. All right, let's talk Marcus Golden now. Uh, back on April 27th, the Giants placed the unrestricted free agent tender on Golden, uh, the May 5th tender, as it's known. Uh, if Golden doesn't sign with another team before the start of training camp, July 22nd, he returns to the Giants at a one-year $4.125 billion deal. Uh, by all reports, no one else has any interest in Marcus Golden, which, for the life of me, I don't understand. Um, that's not a lot of money. Uh, so it's no. not like you really have to blow him out of the water to uh, beat the Giants deal. Uh, ten sacks last season uh, on a on a one year prove it deal. He proved it for sure, uh, having torn his ACL at Arizona in 2017. Um, double digit sacks, first time the Giants saw that since uh, Jason uh, Pierre Paul back in 2014. JPP. Do you want me to say that again, Sean? The New York Giants. Had not uh, had a double-digit sack season. The New York Giants since 2014. Yeah, if you told me that 10 years ago that the Giants you know, wouldn't have a star pass rusher, we used to have three of them at a time. Yeah, um, remember we used to get... bitch about it. We used to be like, oh, they just drafted another one? Oh, yeah. how terrible I that was I... as they were sacking quarterbacks left, right, all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, at this point, I think uh, we would take that in, in a heartbeat at this point. But, uh, yeah, since the, the training camp, they got moved back, though. It's, it's July 28th now. Um, if he's not signed by then, uh, then he's, he's going to end up being a giant this year, which which I love because it's a bargain. Honestly, one year, uh, a little over $4 million for a guy who just got 10 sacks, you know, 27 quarterback hits, and is one of the best, you know, run edge defenders in the league. I think that's one of the most underrated parts of his game. Um, I, I think it would be huge for this Giants defense, and uh, I'd be definitely looking forward to having him back. Um, Marcus Golden played 83% of the Giants' defensive snaps. That was a higher rate than either Von Miller or Shaq Barrett. Um, but get this, uh, and I know you're a big fan of O'Shane Zimenez. He had four and a half sacks playing 45% of the snaps. All right? Mm -hmm. 83% and 10 for Golden. Um, so Zimenez had half the sacks and half the playing time. Uh, this guy definitely has the possibility, I think, of becoming a potentially becoming um, at least a um, better than average and possibly cusp superstar esque talent. Thoughts? I no, I don't. I don't think that's a reach at all. Um, I think that you know he's got he's got better tools than Lorenzo Carter does. I, th I think I, I like Zimenez better than I do. I like Lorenzo Carter. I think Lorenzo Carter might be more of an off-ball linebacker, like he was playing in Georgia. But uh, yeah, Zimenez, he's he's got the tools. He's got you know great bend. He's got great size. Uh, great first step off the ball. Um, great speed to the quarterback. And uh, so, yeah, I think with if he gets increased playing time this year, he could uh, he could be right around the vicinity of double-digit sacks, and uh, I don't think that's a reach at all. And uh, OCU Manera actually reached out to him uh, last week. I don't know if you saw that tweet, but said he wanted to work with him. So if, uh, if we can get one of the all-time Giants Patros grades to work with uh, O'Shane Zimenez, I think the X-Man could have a, a big year ahead for, for the Giants. 
Uh, yes, please. That, uh, that would be yeah. great. That makes me happy to hear that. That is fantastic news. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so so it hopefully everything works out. Um it doesn't see it seems pretty likely uh Golden ends up back in New York. It would be um I think at this point it would be kind of a shocker yeah. if it didn't happen. Um Yeah. I I mean, I would like to think the Giants would would feel like you could offer this guy a couple of year deal at least. I don't know. I don't yeah, I've I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. I think um you know, the, the point of the proving deal last year was to see if, you know, he still had that strength and that, that burst coming off the edge, uh, coming off the torn ACL with the Cardinals. And I, I think he proved that. I don't see why there's a reason why we shouldn't give him a three- or four-year deal to, you know, help improve this this pass rush moving forward. Yeah, Steve, big year for Zimenez. I, I, I really mm -hmm. do. I think this guy's uh, – look, I think the Giants have a lot of really talented players. And, look, I, I'll be honest. I, I think it's extremely difficult. We talked about this a lot last year, Sean, that you didn't know what kind of team this was going to be. Was this team going to win four or five games? Ultimately did. Or was this team going to win seven or eight or nine? And, and again, I think that this Giants team is better – you, when, when you consider yeah. Jones with Barkley and Tate and Shepard and Ingram uh, and Slayton, yeah. you know you you got the makings. Yeah. Right, you got the makings of a really great offense. You have so many great young, talented guys on defense, and it's like, and I think you had said this before last year. This was your whole thing was, uh, you know, if these guys all mature and take a step forward at the same time, the NFL's in trouble. If they don't, yeah. it's going to be a more bumpy process. And so far, bit of a bumpy start. Yeah, and I think that's tough to ask of, you know, so many rookies last year. Um, uh, our success last year depended on, you know, if the rookies and second-year players took a jump right away. And I think that's it's more realistic, you know, for them to take that jump forward um, in the NFL, maybe their second or third year. And I think that's where a lot of guys are on the Giants' defense. Um, even some of the skilled players like Slayton is going to, I think, have an even better year than last year. Um, obviously, Saquon. Daniel Jones, and then, you know, all those players in the secondary, and then even, you know, Dexter Lawrence and, and those guys, Ryan Connolly. So it's it's just all about them uh, taking step forwards this year. I think, we, I think we're a more talented roster than we were last year. Um, it's just going to come down to, you know, the tough schedule that we play, um, see if these guys are ready, you know, to play against the best. And, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So I'm looking forward to the tough schedule. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good test for the for these young Giants players, and uh, we'll we'll see what they can do with uh, this year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Again, we're looking. Uh, we got footage rolling here as we're doing the live show. Uh, it's Talk every, about that, this, this is every Giants touchdown, uh, including Marcus Golden uh, after he picked up the the Week Six fumble yes, uh, by Tom Brady. I'm so excited for this team, and, and I really hope that the NFL can can get it all together. And, and I, this is kind of a weird thing to say, Sean, but I'm, I'm almost kind of glad Saquon was a little banged up last year, missed some games, uh, and then even when he came back, you know, was somewhat underutilized uh, quite a, quite a well, almost almost every game, I would say. Um, probably in the grand yeah, scheme of then, things, um, probably you know, works out for the games. best. Yeah, yeah, the last two games against the Dolphins and the Redskins, though, he he went off. He looked like the, the rookie year Saquon. And uh, like you said, uh, I, obviously you hate to see him injured, but I, I kind of like it. I think Saquon's a little pissed off. I think he wants to.
Oh, yeah, sorry, I lost connection there. Yeah, we dropped you for a hot second. You said Saquon was pissed. Yeah, no, I, I just said, yeah, I just said that I think Saquon's going to be pissed off about last year. Um, I think a lot of people are, are sleeping on him, even the Maddings ratings, you know, and I have him as one of the, the top three runners in the league. Um, I think that he wants to prove this year that he'll get back to that 2,000 scrimmage yard uh, rookie year Saquon, and especially with Jason Garrett, uh, run-centric, run heavy offense. I, I think that he'll get a lot of touches this year. Um, yeah, uh, so we just lost Sean. I think this is also going to be a big, big year for David Gettleman um, because, you know, look, this guy's got a reputation for being a great drafter. And, look, you look at Darius Slayton, uh, Darnay Holmes this year. He's got a way of uh, drafting or being credited with, with making great draft picks. Uh, Sean, I'm just saying I, I, I'm glad you're back here. I, just saying that I think there's a big year for Gettleman. I think what we're yeah. looking for from from these draft picks is, you know, look, we, we keep talking about uh, what a good drafter he is. He's picked out a lot of these guys like Slayton and Holmes, uh, you know, where, where you have to be impressed with what he's doing. But these guys all do have to start making those jumps to, um, you know, better than average NFL starter or I, I think you're going to start here in the – Gettleman questions all over again. Yeah, and um, I, I mean, I, I think there, I think there's a point uh, to uh, you know, he's brought in a lot of questionable, you know, free agents. It's it's the draft that really I think keeps him around. Um, I, I think that you know he's drafted a lot of good talent, but uh, it's it's all about them developing really. Um, see what they can do down the line. But I I think he does have an eye for talent. Um, I just don't. I just don't think he's the best in free agency. So this, this, like you said, it's a huge year for Gettleman. Um, see what all these players that were brought in free agency in the draft can do. And um, you know, I think I think they kept Gettleman around for a reason last year when they uh, fired Pat Shermer. I think that they trusted in him. You know, to have a good uh, eye for talent, to bring in these players, develop them, and um, you know, have them being good players moving forward. But. Uh, I agree 100. percent it's, it's definitely a huge year for Gettleman. Um, if they, you know, if they end up having another year with uh, four wins, I think it's it'd be fair to say uh, Gettleman will definitely be on the hot seat. Uh, Steve Risser chiming in: If they win less than yeah, six, agree, Gettleman should be gone. I don't know that that would necessarily be the case. I think four or less. I think he's he's definitely there's definitely the possibility uh, that he would be a goner. I think if they if they win if they went six and ten in a, in a weird year in a in a season where they're not quite where they're supposed to be yet I don't I I think it would take a disastrous year and one of those years where like two years ago where we were embarrassed as Giants fans and where before every game I would always post a picture of a Giants fan wearing a paper bag over his head yeah. and I don't want to do that again Sean I don't want to no. do that again agreed. Agree. Yeah, I think I think it's also a tough year. Um, obviously, with the virus going on, for a first-year head coach like Joe Judge. Um, sorry, I keep. I don't know, but uh, no, I was just saying it's you know it's, it's going to be tough for Joe Judge going to his first year. Um, he didn't have all the OTAs and the rookie mini camp to go through. It was all virtual meetings, not having players out there on the field. So I think it, it will be an adjustment for them. But uh, I think if anyone's up to it, it's Joe Judge. Um, I, I really like what he's brought to the table ever you know, since he's been hired. Obviously, they haven't been on the field yet, but you know, he sounds like a professional. Um, 
in his press conferences. He sounds like he has a good relationship with, with all these players. So I'm excited to see how the new coaching staff works out. Uh, if they, they take on this challenge of, you know, not be able to get together until you know, late July. Just watching that week 16 uh, where Barkley broke off a long one. Uh, I, I am, I'll tell you what, it's funny too. I, I, it, it feels like Joe Judge has been around forever now. And I, yeah. and I, it hasn't even coached the game yet. Like it, it's so weird. Just, you know, obviously just the fact that we're in, in the, the new world that we live in, everything is so weird, but um, mm. I'm, I'm now I'm like, I'm, I'm so used to Joe judge as the head coach that I just can't wait to sort of see them get this started and what that's going to look like, man. I'll tell you every, yeah. every time I look up, Saquon's breaking one off. Every time yeah. I look up, Saquon is breaking one off, boy. I'll tell you what. Um, the uh, the the video for uh, every single Giants touchdown. Uh, you can check that one out on YouTube. It's not a very long video, unfortunately. Could be longer. Anyway, all right. So uh, Sean's definitely uh, uh, definitely having some issues. Although he's got a haircut, he looks good. I've been uh, I've been letting this quarantine fro grow. Um, there you go. I, how how you been holding up and how you feeling? I know your Red Sox. They ain't looking any. They ain't looking any better. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not bring it up. Uh, <laughs> but hey, they're up. They're up six to two last night. Uh, they hit a couple home runs. The offense was looking good, and I don't think that would be the problem this year. But uh, that pitching staff, man, whew, looks brutal. I tell you what, isn't it just great to see sports? Just to have it back. It. it I'll tell you. I love you it. Know, we, I, I was talking to somebody earlier today um, about. Uh, actually, I think it was uh, a Stephen Justin show. We were on there talking about it. Uh, it's weird watching. I guess you don't really ever think about home runs when they're hit, right? You just, like everybody. You could tell just from the reaction of the crowd, the sound off the bat, the way everybody moves, and when it's just mm -hmm. uh, paper cutouts in the seats. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like uh, uh, Michael K was like, "It's high, it's far, it's bad." You know, it and, and, yeah. and the ball was in the the ball was in the second deck, uh, yeah. and and like literally until like, where is it? Oh wow, gone! You know, it's it's a weird yeah. feeling, and it's going to be weird. I think watching football, uh, which again I'll assume probably won't have fans in the stands, but um, mm -hmm. it's worked for MMA. It's it, it works for golf all the time. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah, other than the the roar of the crowd, I don't think it will be too much different. It's just the big plays, you know. Without you know hearing that crowd in the background, it, it will definitely take some uh, adjusting, getting used to. But. Uh, at this point, I'll, I'll take any live sports uh, any day of the week. It's been, you know, a long four and a half months without it. Uh, I'm just glad that, you know, sports is big, big sports week. MLB is coming back uh, tomorrow, and then, you know, NBA starts up uh, this weekend. So, very pleased. I want to just remind everybody, be safe, wear your masks, wash your hands, uh, take yes. this thing seriously, because we all want to – everybody hates this. Nobody wants this. Literally, nobody's enjoying this. Everybody wants things to get back to whatever normal's going to be. Just do your part, uh, and hopefully, we can end this thing sooner than later. Uh, and 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 again, it's nice to see things are, are are starting to come around. Our state, Connecticut, is doing really well. Uh, New York is doing a lot better. Uh, you know, and and, and we uh, we wish the best for uh, some of these states like Florida and Texas and California that right now are. Uh, really getting hit hard. It, it, it's a terrible thing. And, uh, you know, just want to wish everybody the best and, and, and just be smart and be safe out there. Make sure you check mm -hmm. out join with the G men, facebook.com backslash join about the G men. That's the Facebook page. We're also on Twitter at 
Joeing About G-Men. You can visit clevercrestmedia.com backslash Joeing About the G-Men. Um, excited for a season. Excited to have people uh, jump in and, and uh, you know, watch these New York Giants grow and mature. And, and, and uh, again, hopefully this could be a good year, but I really do. And we've been talking about this, that, you know, 2021 seems like that could be the year where, you know, things really start coming together for the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Taking a, taking a step in the right direction this year. And then uh, hopefully uh, looking back on those, those losing days and hopefully the Giants could get back to, uh, you know, the winning, winning team that we all grew up and loved. So uh, yeah, hopefully, this is a good good season coming forward, and then uh, down the road, I think we, we got a bright future ahead with the Giants. We deserve so much better. Anyway, John, thanks so yeah. much for joining me, my man. Uh, great to see you. Hopefully, we'll get to see each other in person sometime in the near future. Uh, yeah. Like and subscribe. You can find John about the G-Men on all the major platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, the whole nine. You can also find us on YouTube, again, clovercrestmedia.com backslash Joe about the G-Men, that is our headquarters. For my man, Sean Scanlon, I'm Joe Aguirre. Jace Garcia will be back next week. Excited yes, about that. Okay. Joe about the G-Men, a Clovercrest Media Group presentation.